Oh, you guys ready? Yeah. You just survived a real, uh, just a real dick of a storm. <clears throat> I think you're still up on the mountaintop this morning. Whoa, guys, are you, are you all right? That was gnarly. That was crazy. Is there any, like, if we look back, like, is the storm still there? We, like, broke through. Good question. No, after, after the last person got out of it, it, like, dissipated almost instantly. There's, like, no residue or, like, nothing. There's, the, the ground is wet um, mm. in, in a perfect circle. A perfect, whatever, <laughs> however many feet it was. 240 feet. What do you think that was, guys? Oh, this seems like a desolate place. I'll do a nature check on it. Good. 14 total. Seemed unnatural. I mean, it was a storm, but uh, it really seemed like it was kind of out to get you guys, like it was centered on your group. And there was typical storm stuff, like debris and wind and lightning, but there was also like weird psychic damage as a result of feeling hopeless and confused. So it's not your average storm. So we we're, we left the giant statue, right? I think you're basically nearby it. We're nearby right now. Yeah, because you, you made camp in this area, I think. Oh, I need to get my pass. Three of you pass checks to, to keep watch overnight because you're sleeping in the wild in the shadow fell. But I think Rick was the fourth one and he failed this check. So did we get a long rest or no? Uh, yeah. I mean, you did. And then you got hurt in the storm. And I think you short rested after that. Did we decide we were going somewhere yet? I don't remember. So you came up here. Um, you emerged from the river path to this kind of uh, scenic plateau, a bunch of mountains around it. You came upon a uh, Etten that was trying to solve the riddle that was scrawled on a giant tablet that this giant statue, or you now suspect is a petrified giant, was holding. You solved the riddle. The Etten seemed disinterested with it. The, the, word, the riddle vanished, and it revealed this giant story um, about how he got here and what's wrong with him. And the Etten started to leave, and I think you guys just, he just murked him as he was on his way out, because he's a bad guy. He, he killed a bunch of uh, ex- like people that were working on the excavation here. I'm and then the sure, storm came? I'm pretty sure you long rested, and then after waking up, because of a single failed, um, the three of you passed, one of you failed, you're like keeping watch overnight. I just ruled that it was at the end of long rest when you woke up that the storm came, instead of like waking you up. And where were the bodies from again? I know we learned that last time, but at yes. least some of them. You think that they're from, they're probably from Whitehaven, based on what you've heard and what you know about the two main populations. These don't really seem like enclave. Well, should we take these bodies back to their home? Is that last the group? Seems like the right thing to do. Yeah, especially if we're trying to get them to like us. <laughs> so how many bodies are there? There were three. Can I do a survival check or a nature check or something or a, in some sort of intelligence? I don't know. Investigation, What's... maybe, to see if uh, making some sort of like cart out of local wood to drag the bodies would be easier or to carry them. Sure. I don't know. Whatever you think is a fair check for that. By survival? Survival? Uh, not good. Six. Yeah, I think we talked about up here that. There are some like evergreen trees, but they're kind of sickly and sparse. You don't see a lot of like sturdy looking felled logs around. All right, Quill, Rick, Theron, each of you grab a body. I'll uh, I'll lead the way, I guess. Take point, you know. Gotta gotta put the work in. And she just 
points points at each one of them and points to a body and then starts walking to bath towards Whitehaven. Yeah. yeah. I kind of look around. I don't know. Kind of make it obvious that I'm older than everyone. <laughs> Fizel notices but doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Do I have any magic that would make this easier? That's what I was just looking for, because I'm like, Rick's a tiny human. <laughs> uh, Quill's going to just go to uh, the nearest one um, and just try to try to lift it up. What are, this, what are the size? Are these all like medium-sized humanoids? There's, um, let me roll for it to see what you guys are dealing with here. Okay. I'll say a roll from a 1 to 10 is a medium human. And rolls from 11 to 20 will be like smaller gnomes and halflings. Okay. Okay. Mm. So the first, the first one got a 16. So that's that one's a. We'll say that that's a halfling. A 17. Mm. You guys, you liked out 16, 17, 17. So they're all small humanoids that got wasted by this uh, Eton. So maybe I don't have disadvantage, but still a strength check to carry. Yeah. Rick rolled a 14. No, no bonuses. You can lift or drag up to twice your carrying capacity, which is 30 times your strength score. 30 times. Okay, I'll just carry one. Sounds like I can carry one too. I think all three of you would be able to carry one. Um, all right. If you're going to be like carrying these guys all the way down the river, the riverside, all the way down, all the way to the town, probably going to like start dealing with exhaustion effects. How far away is Whitehaven from here? It's like a the jaunt. Yeah, it's like most of the day. And these are miners from Whitehaven, right? Yeah, they're just like blue collar workers. Bazell is actually going to, in order to keep us like moving, uh, Bazell is going to cast Enhance Ability at third level. And so she is going to give both uh, Theron and Rick uh, Bull's Strength. Uh, they have advantage on strength checks, but more importantly, their carrying capacity doubles. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Bazella is actually going to help uh, Quill with this, his. So effectively, everybody has double carrying capacity. Awesome. That's pretty useful. And how, how heavy are these dudes? How heavy are you? I'm 42 pounds. <laughs> a quick Google says about 40 pounds. All right. Because if you said that that we could carry 30 times our strength score, I could like carry two of these dudes. If it's, especially if it's doubled. I uh, assume that by casting like strength that that would prevent us from being slowed down at all or encumbered by or exhausted. Sure. I think that's fair. I think, I think that's, a good, that's a good use of a spell. Okay. Well, so I'm good then. I'll just carry this dude. You're walking for a while, and you're gonna be like bouldering to a degree, probably. Okay. Getting getting down this mountain. All right. So I'm just gonna carry this dude and follow, uh, follow Pazell. I got like one him over one shoulder, and in the other, I I am smoking my pipe with my with my other hand. Nice. Very casual stroll. With this buff, I I can so. I like that. Okay, so it's um like morning, as you guys start to make your way 
uh, down the riverside. About a third of the way down, things are going okay um, with the magical buffs you've got. And you hear some uh, friendly chatting up ahead. That kind of sounds like it's coming from like the riverside. Just people like having a chat. Are we on a path or are we just like in the woods? There's like a trail, slightly wooded trail on each side of the river, going up and going down. I'm going to be singing uh, like a, a light tune uh, while, while I'm walking. Cool. It's like a, a, a song from my family, like my clan in the Chondalwood because we're on this walk. So I'm not sure if that would prompt the, those people to like potentially hear that. But that's what, that's what Quill would have been doing when we were walking in case. Yeah. Okay. So you're just doing it for the fun of it, not to try to get a reaction? Not to try to get a reaction. It's just what I would have been doing. So uh, in case there would be like a, a perception that they would need to roll or something like that. How far away are we from our target? From where we think these people are from? They sound like they're maybe 100 feet ahead, just past a few trees. The dead people. How far away are we from where we think the dead people are from? Uh, you're from Whitehaven, so you're still a ways. Let me pull up the, the swamp map here. I'm kind of picturing you guys right now, like, yeah, at that fork in the river. Oh, shit. Okay. That's just where, that's how far you've gotten when you started to hear the people there. So you're, you've just left God's hand. Oh, okay. We're right there. The, the, the trail of the trip is going just fine. You guys are Got able it. to carry these bodies. I just was letting you know you're coming up on some voices at this fork in the river. That's still a ways up in the mountains. Got it. Hail and well met. You walk through the trees? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they look up at you. It's, um, there's two younger, younger humans that uh, are kind of looking at a slightly older human who's, got, who's like, tall and um, pretty like, powerfully built, like a, like a swimmer's body kind of life. And he's got like a long shock of dark brown hair. And he's just kind of chatting with them. It's sort of easygoing. And he looks up a little bit, a little bit surprised and kind of, kind of calms down as, as he sees Nib, actually. Says, oh, hey, hey, a little bit to you folks, too. Uh, and Nib, like, sees him and looks, looks shocked and, like, starts blushing. And she's whispering. She's like, oh, my God, that's, that's Rash. That's Rash Center. He's like a... Who's Rash? He's, like, only the best boatsman and endurance runner for, next, for the next Swampathon. He's, like, he's like, the leading talent right now. I can't believe you guys don't know about him. You seem to know a lot about this place. Uh, sir, we, um, we came upon these... Uh, poor folk. Uh, it seems that they ran across and and you don't happen to know any of these these people, do you? We were trying to get them back to their homeland. If you could just you know help me out by telling me if you know these people. I'm Bizelle, by the way. Uh, he holds out a hand. He looks, he looks kind of saddened a little bit, seeing what what the other folks in the party are carrying. Is Bizelle just sort sort of leading? Yeah. Bazel uh, takes his hand with both of hers and kind of holds on to them for just a moment too long. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he says, well, that's mighty nice of you for, for, for cleaning up down there. That's terrible what happened. Uh, name's Rash Denner. Rash, do you know what happened? Well, I'm just assuming, looking at those bodies that look pretty crushed, Shadowfell happened? Yeah, but why were they... There's this, you know, you've been training not too far from here obviously and uh she kind of looks she does like she checks him out as she says that he's been training uh and then she 
basically says, you must know that there's a, you know, a pit back there. That's sort of where we found them. Um, mm, God's hand. Yep. What do you, yeah. What, what is that about? What's that place about? Well, I don't know. It's a little bit over my head, miss, but we've, uh, we, I, you know, we were working on excavating and I thought they were making some progress. What'd you guys find out? Uh, well, a bunch of dead bodies. That's about all we found. I don't know. Make a deception check for me. What's that? Make a deception check for me. You found out a lot more than that. <laughs> 15. Okay. Yeah. He seems on face. He, uh, as, as you're talking, he kind of stands up straighter and uh, runs a hand through his hair to brush it out of his face. The dude is, the dude is pretty yoked. So I, I get the impression that uh, Nib is like, thinks that this guy is pretty awesome. Yes. Yes, she's made that clear. Okay. She like is hiding behind, sort of behind the rest of you. Hasn't really said anything. Did um, did he? So when he clocked Nib, can I run an investigation on that to see why it calmed him down? Is it because she's a member of the parish, or is it because she's Nib? It looks like it was just because he recognized her as a as, as Nib a, or as a member of the parish. Sure. Okay. Uh, I think that's an insight check. 14. Okay. You did not see any hint of uh, lust isn't the word I'm looking for, but we'll, we'll, we'll say that Nib's uh, feelings perhaps are unrequited. Do they know each other otherwise? I just ask him. Rash, do you, uh, have you ever met any of us before? This is Nib. Ex uh, sorry. I should introduce everybody that you don't know already. Uh, this is Nib. And yeah. uh, did I say Nib? And then Quill, Theron, and Rick. I built my my cloak billows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is a cool halfling. What a what a move. <laughs> said, I oh, stand yeah. very straight. <laughs> of course, of course, I know Nia. That little cutie. She's the most uh, I'd say the most ambitious member of the parish. Not like the rest of them, always just hiding at Denny's. She actually gets out in the field, and I admire that about her. She gets out, you say. <laughs> she gets around. Huh. As you get closer, you, you, you see that he, uh, there are two boats. Um, he was instructing the two other younger athletes, kind of teaching them how to, how to pilot them. Rash, would you mind giving us more of a hands-on lesson and, and help us get these bodies back to Whitehaven? Um, yeah, it says, uh, yeah, that's actually, uh, that's real smart of you. I'd let you sign my book of faces. I don't have any idea what that is. Well, here, this is this is what it is. She shows him the book uh, and sort of hands him a pen and tries to get him to sign. Uh, he uh, he looks really embarrassed <laughs> and hands the pen back. To oh, him. oh, it's okay. Here, um, Nib, do you mind um, do you mind just helping our friend out here? Uh, you want me to sign his name for you? Yeah, I think that counts if that's okay with him. Is is it all right if she has beautiful handwriting? Believe me. <laughs> uh, he looks like super relieved actually at that suggestion. I think that's a great idea. This uh, Rash is a halfling, right? Or no? He's a he's a human. Human. Okay. I'm I'm picturing like a Matthew McConaughey in his prime, kind of. Mm. Not like that. Not like the AIDS Matthew McConaughey, but Dallas Buyers Club or whatever. Yeah. Philadelphia? 
Now this is this is like this is a have this guy in ten days McConaughey. Yeah. Sahara, Matthew McConaughey. Was he in that movie? <laughs> Fool's Gold. He wasn't Sahara. Yeah. Yep. Similar vibe. Yep. That's the look. Um, I'm gonna toss this. Like I'm gonna not toss, but I'm gonna put the body I'm carrying into uh, one of the boats because okay. I, my understanding was that that uh, was offered essentially. Yep. So as you approach the, the two boats, um, they're both painted. Um, they look to be well crafted. The one that he's uh, that Rash is standing next to is painted like a, a really shiny um, silver white, and it even it's even like kind of luminescent, and even in the shadow fell. And it has the word ghost scrawled on the side. And then the, the other one uh, has R- river rat on it. And it's got like flame decals on it. And it's uh, bright red. And there's actually, um, as you get closer, there is a, a blazer, which is one of these large fire-breathing mountable rats in that boat towards the back of it. I'm going to steer clear of the blazer. Okay. I'm going go, to put the body in the... Um, ghost. In, in the ghost. And then I'm going to... Do an animal handling check to see if I can like touch the pet the rat. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna try to approach it and see if it's receptive. Uh, that's a twenty, dirty Ooh. twenty. Wow. Yeah, it like uh, seems to be really excited to see you and like licks your hand. Cool. I'm gonna sit by it and just pet it, pet the rat. Yeah. You see, uh, this boat has a little hole built into the back of it that looks to be about the size of his mouth. Mm. And Rash is like, um, yeah, these are you know uh, folks that participate in the Swampathon. They part of the tradition is that you build your own boat. Um, this here ghost is ghost is my boat. Uh, River Rat's just one of the other teams in town, and they let me bring it up here. I was just teaching these other two kind of how, how to ride. Thanks for the help. You've been training for the Swampathon. Sure, have you heard of it? A little bit. Is it when? When does it start? Next one's coming up. Uh, Probably about a month, month's time. Who won last time? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was actually, I was, I was one of the 15. I was towards the end, but uh, I was 13th. Wow. Trying to get that first place this, this time around. So that would make him a relatively big deal, as you guys know about how they at Whitehaven make decisions. Who won last year? It looks kind of sad when you mention that. Um, yeah, he was a good friend of mine. His name was Arvin. Kind of a sore spot. We, we, we lost him. Why, uh, how'd you lose him? I feel like it's kind of hard to lose people. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that more in town if you want. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of heavily conspiracy-laden. Remind me of the rules of the Swampathon. Does each contestant have to finish of their own accord? Or, or when there's a team, does just one person win that spot? Good, yeah, good question. So the uh, boats, the boat races are for teams of four. You just kind of you, you team up with the three other folks that you think will give you the best shot at making good time on that part of the, that leg of the trip. But after that, it's a it's a solo event. There's the river race challenge, which is just down the down the way a little bit from here, down down the river. Uh, after that, you um, so he explains. After that, you there's a foot race uh, to get to the spore depths where you have to pick one of the magical mushrooms. You got to find one and eat it and suffer the, either incur a benefit or suffer a side effect of whichever magical mushroom you ingest. And then you, you mount a blazer and race to the cauldron to the west. 
And that mm. that is where you, at the end of that, traditionally you cast something valuable to you into the fire. So are all blazers nice like this? Yeah, the the, the ones that we raise at the ruts. Yeah, if you raise them from from a pup, they're they're great. Can can you use them to make your boat go with the hull? It's very astute, sir. Uh, that is what the river rat, rats do. Mm -hmm. Each team, when they build their boat, is kind of encouraged to make some kind of a special special weapon or um, you know trick up their sleeve that they can employ during the race. Oh, okay. So this boat this boat comes from a team of uh, blazer uh, blazer razors, I guess. That hang out by the ruts. And the ruts is a is a what's the ruts? That's just out it's just outside the city walls of Whitehaven. That's where they okay. that's where they uh it's those little hills to the left. Got it. That was Nate's creation during the quiet year. That's where they have to be raised or we'll burn everything down. Got it. And and ghost does this boat disappear? Ghost is my little secret, honey. <laughs> honey. Did you race with it last year? Uh, no, she's new. He looks at her fondly and kind of strokes the, the bow. Um, Bazell kind of nudges Nib to go talk to Razor. And she, uh, yeah, she's going to start by just prestidigitating, like, the dirt away from Nib and, like. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and see how Nib responds to that. Nib, you've met Razor before, right? Nib, razor, razor, nib. You guys, you both get out, as it were. <laughs> well, yeah, I've met him several times. Well enough to know his name is Rash, not Razor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, I would like to argue that uh, Vizel did that intentionally to try to neg him. The same way that Oscar does that to the gay guys he's interested in in the office. A very subtle negging. And then... Uh, consider him negs. Vizel uh, is going to basically try to create an, enough of a distraction to get a good look at Ghost. I see. Okay. Um, what do you want to do for this? Sleight of hand? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Okay. We'll just, you'll roll against Rash's perception. Performance? Can I get performance? Trying to <laughs> get Nib to look good enough for Rash? I, I'll, I'll allow it. Hey, oh. 21. Okay, you got a 15 plus 3 for 18. So, uh, he doesn't see what you're up to. He's, uh, yeah, he's like, it's like when a, when the cute nerd girl in a uh, movie takes off her glasses and lets down the ponytail. And he sees Nib in a new light. So you're over at Ghost. In a new light? He just kind of notices her long enough for Bizzell okay. to do what she's doing. Got it. Do I get to investigate the boat? Yes, you do. Without anybody noticing. Oh, God. Terrible. Five. Okay. Uh, it just looks really sleek. The river rat is more, a little bit more boxy. So um, I'm also going to throw my body into the ghost. Says, oh, or just, they're all going in my, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk up kind of a little delayed, but I'm like, deep, deep. and I kind of look at him a little, a little long. I'm just like, hey, here you go, man. Thanks. <laughs> like, man, are you serious? You can't put one in that other boat? I I feel like they want to be together. They died together. 
They get transported together. Bazelle just like walks into the ghost, into the boat herself. Okay. Cool. You're in you're in the ghost. <clears throat> She's nice, ain't she? Um yeah, really beautiful. Just sleek lines. I'm always looking for those sorts of things. <laughs> Did Nib have a conversation with him or no? Rash? Uh yeah, they they kind of briefly caught up. You weren't gone that long, I don't think. Okay. All right. And is Nib still with him? Yeah. You guys were all kind of gathered. The, the boats are pretty close to each other. So. Oh, well, uh, with all these bodies, this one seems pretty full with the two of you. I better just, uh, you know, step on out then. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you. We'll see you back at Whitehaven. Uh, safe travels. Okay, bye. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, you guys are gonna you're y'all gonna walk? No, I I mean I think if we you know dead bodies way more than live bodies. So I think uh you know we'll just get in this other boat over here. Uh we'll leave the two of you in this boat for a, a sunlit cruise uh down the river, you know, gentle water hitting the sides of the boat. And whatnot. He says, it's, uh, yeah, I guess it's gentle for, you know, the non-track part, but I think you'll be surprised when we get to the actual tournament track. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> what, what happens at the tournament track? You want, you want to give it a shot? Have a little race? Yeah, sure. Why not? Are we, who's going to race who? He looks around and kind of does some math. Um, well, I guess, uh, typically it's teams of four, but I guess we got these three bodies in here. Maybe we could have... Three riders in this boat and Ghost, and then four U plus young Jimmy here <laughs> in the river at. Oh, hi, May. Uh, it says, Who, Who's May? Who are you saying hi to? <laughs> you guys hopping that, that the river at? Mm hmm. Yes. I, I will just, uh, I will give you one tip. Uh, you're going to need a captain in your boat. Typically, Piloting one of these boats is not dissimilar to riding a horse. So whoever is really the best at handling animals in your group probably should be the pilot. That's just a free tip. I don't want to be the captain. And then I look at everybody else. I think Bazella is confused by Theron saying that. And so she just joins in and chorus. I don't want to be the captain either. I don't <laughs> want that shit. Get that out of here. <laughs> I kind of look around and I, I look at Nib. She's over in that other boat, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I say I, I can. I guess I can handle animals, but whatever anybody else wants. And then I kind of, I, I like look away from her, and then I say whatever, whatever everybody, anybody else thinks. Captain Quill sounds pretty cool. That's can I? Cool. Um, can Quill I grab Nib for a quick, a quick moment alone? Whoa, hey yo! <laughs> you, uh, you, you want to pull her out of the boat? Yeah. Okay. Um, you approach, you're kind of, I, I guess you're kind of wading through the river or going around maybe. You get there and she's kind of giggling at something that Rash casually joking about. Uh, so I, uh, Bazelle sort of whispers in her ear and she's like, hey, I, I, you know, I, I know about these things. I mean, I've seen a lot of couples and there's some real chemistry between you and Rash. I think that this boat ride is 
I think this boat ride is really your time to like, you know, really engage with them, get them to focus on you for a minute. I really think, could I, do you mind, would you mind if I, um, I give you some help on like, you know, just, just getting his whole attention for a minute during this race. I think, you know, the best relationships are formed under high pressure moments. And I think when the, the pressure is really on, I think you should really try to like, you know, be there by his side and, and get him to pay some attention to you. So you, you, uh, like you, you waited over to whisper this in your ear, right? For like, yeah. a, solid, for like a solid minute. You're yeah. like whispering into her ear. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to give her uh, a bardic inspiration in order to try and get her to help uh, distract him during the race. Okay. Okay, sure. So she doesn't really know what you're, what you're up to. She thinks that you're trying um, to- I think that my, I think that Bazell's, Bazell's read on the situation so far is that she's really into him. Bazell doesn't really know if he's into her or not still. But either way, her trying to like hit on him mid-race can only slow him down. And so the idea is that she would try to distract him as best she can. And if he's into her, that's going to make it work better. If he's not into her, then it's, uh, it still may work anyway. Okay. So she's going to try to get his attention. I got it. Okay. She doesn't need to know that the plan is to distract him. Right. Cause I don't think that she would she willingly is. betray him, right. but I, I do think that she, that she would, I do think that she would try to hit on him if convinced yeah. by Bazell to do so. Yeah. Okay, so maybe maybe a persuasion check is is appropriate here. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think she this isn't going to be very hard to convince her to do, but twenty one. Okay, she smiles and she says, "Wow, you really think you think you have a shot?" I think you got a I think you got a shot, honey. I mean, with your looks, shit, you look okay. so hot. My God. <laughs> Uh, she blushes and looks determined. Plus, you you helped him out earlier with the book of faces. I mean, he basically owes you. I've got a point. You've got a point. Okay. All right, Deb, you can do this. All right. Your five minute whispering conversation is over. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you you gave her bardic. You said is that a D eight. <laughs> it is a D eight. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, you guys start heading down the um, the river. Uh, it is. Pretty smooth sailing at first. This part is a, a gentle downslope, so you can continue to chat with each other. Rash kind of shouts over the water. Hey, y'all want to make a y'all want to make a wager? A little friendly friendly gamble, just to kind of spice things up. <laughs> that sounds fun. What kind of terms were you thinking? Well, he eyes a necklace that Theron is wearing. Um, it's a Theron has a uh, necklace that has like orange magical spheres on it that he got in a dragon tomb a long time ago. He says, uh, if we win, uh, how about that old man's uh, fancy necklace there? And what do we get if we win? Well, do you have any ideas? Mm. He's got like a rucksack with him. He kind of pokes through it as he effortlessly pilots ghosts. Like, I got a lot of good uh, good crafting materials here for my time out, outside of the walls. I don't really know if that interests you at all, but you don't have to take the bet. Just thought I'd... Yeah, what if, uh, what if we take all of your, all those goodies you just talked about? You want all of them? <laughs> all of them. 
I think our friend Theron here is a little attached to his necklace. I mean, it is, uh, I mean, it's pretty cool, right? It's up to Theron. Theron, do you want to look at the crafting table and come up with an item that you'd want to build and then take those crafting materials to build that item? I'm trying to find where I wrote about the necklace and what it did. You failed an Arcana check to know what it did. In retrospect, I feel bad about that because it's like from your school of magic. So I think you should just probably know what it is. <laughs> if, you wanted, if you wanted to re-roll it. Okay. This will functionally be like you having rolled that advantage back in the day. Okay. And it was it's a DC 10. I should be able to get that. Oh my gosh. Uh, 11. Ooh. Oh. Shit. That that there is a necklace of fireballs that you've got. Oh. Oh. Yes. That's a 5e item. It's rare quality. Yours has been partially used, so I think you only have four of like the beads hanging from it. It's just got four of them. But you can just throw one of those 60 feet, and it detonates a third level fireball spell without like using a you know a spell slot. Does it's it recharge cool. or no? Nope. It does not recharge. It also says you can hurl multiple beads at once, or even the whole necklace. As, as one action. <laughs> so you can like nuke something. I rummage through my pack and pull out a jar with briny green liquid and a jellyfish bubble inside. <laughs> and shit, I forget what that was. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, no, I know I, I know what it is. Do you know what it is? I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> and I I hold this out. I don't know that I ever like investigated it <laughs> but i'm gonna investigate it i think, I think as you, well I, I swear you took a sip of it to like try to get a sense of what it did i did but i don't remember what happened with it and i don't have it written down i think what i told you is that you briefly formed gills and they went away oh that's right i could alternatively like offer this up if people want yeah you show that to him and he's like oh that's pretty nice it's not that's not not a terrible counter offer I think I recognize what that is. You know, I'm a pretty talented swimmer, but not everybody on my team is, so. But it's up to you. I, I mean, we might be able to use this. That seems like a pretty fucking awesome potion for a swampathon. Is there a swimming portion? I forget. Uh, there's not. There's a boating portion. Oh, but, okay. But who knows, you know. You may end wrong. up in the water. Capsized, yeah. right? Yeah. For the fancy necklace, I gave you a... Oh, your pick of 10 ingredients, 10 crafting ingredients from my bag here. For that there potion, I'd say five. Mm. Not, as, not as a trade. This is a bet. It's a bet, yeah. And it can be any, like, what kind of ingredients do you have? I've got pretty much the whole run of the mill. Do I have everything I need? So we created an elemental gem that can create an air elemental, right? You did do that, yes, you have that. And so, and then you can trap that in a conch. Mm-hmm. Do I need any ingredients to do that, or is that? You haven't really tried that mini boss yet. Your understanding is that having it on having the conch on your person is what's required when you battle this thing. Okay. Modified pokeball rules. Instead of, or maybe in addition to crafting items, mm-hmm. should we? This would be a conversation Bazel would have with her team. Um, should we maybe ask him for his help in getting back to our realm? I mean, he may be a powerful person, right? Like he's already on the 15. He's probably going to be reelected. 
it may behoove us more to have him in our pocket than to have the items in our pocket. Should we just ask for that in addition to the items? So if we if we win, we get the items and he helps us leave? Yeah. And if we lose, we don't get the items, but he helps us leave. <laughs> <laughs> I like the part where we swindle the guy and he still helps us. Uh, so Bazell looks at him and says, uh, well, I don't want to speak for Theron, but as long as it's okay with him, we're, you know, you can tell, we don't even know about the Swampathon, so we're not from around here. And we may have some trouble getting home. Would you mind, uh, you know, win or lose, kind of pulling whatever strings you can for us, either to get home or, or you know, otherwise? Yeah, he looks at you and he says, well, I'm not sure that I know much about, like, plane, plane shifting, if you're saying you're not from the Shadowfell. Who said anything about plane shifting? We're just not from around here. We just need to get home. No, I just, uh, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> um, he says, yeah, you know, if y'all, if we uh, have this little bargain here, I mean, I'll, I'll see what I can do. That's, you know, I, I am in a position of power, so. You probably want to get home too, don't you? Oh, yeah, I'm born here. This is my home. Hmm. You were born in the swamp. How many generations has it been since they? Uh, it has. It's been like a year. But so. Time's like different though, right? So so when Quill asks him, uh, you probably want to get home too, how does he respond to that? Oh, so yeah, so his home would be White Spire. He says, you know, I, I kind of like what we've done in Whitehaven. We've, we've sort of lost some of the uh, more strict religious folk in their own little adventure out east. Kind of addition by subtraction, if you know what I mean. Would you ever want to go back to White Spire? Boy, I can't imagine why it had to get it had to get pretty dangerous outside of Whitehaven. Which you know, sometimes things look that way. The one thing I can, the one positive I can say about White Spire was it was it was safe until we lost the obelisk. Bazell looks at the cuts on her arms and legs from the storm and says, "Yeah, I yeah, I mean safety is important. <laughs> so far, we're doing okay at Whitehaven. So I guess I don't know. That's my answer." All right. All right. Well, think on it. There's, you know, we're obviously willing to sacrifice quite a bit to go home. I'm sure you would too. Well, I'm okay with doing the wager for the necklace. All right. We got a deal then? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a fucking buckle up, folks. He sort of uh, leans forward and the uh, river starts to get a little, a little starts to quicken on you. Suddenly drops a lot faster. I'd like to cast a suggestion on uh, Razor, the boat driver of the other okay. ship, of the other boat. Rash is the captain. Rash. Sorry, yep. Razor is what Bazell said. That's right. You're, you're going to nag him while you suggest him. Um, we are, we're kind of heading into it. Do you want to do that during the race? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. So these boats move um this stretch of river becomes like rapids you guys would have seen this at the start on on your way up um it looks pretty treacherous there is um kind of debris in the area all the boats can move 50 feet per round we're going to do group initiative so you all just kind of act as a group but you each can do your own individual thing so first thing that happens i get my phone out because my notes are all fucking over the place 
So you, uh, you start heading down this uh, steep section of, of Swamp River and right out of the gate, um, some heavy rocks start, start rolling down the canyon side on both sides. So they look like they're gonna crash into the river. The pilot's gonna need to make a deck save. I think actually an animal handling check to steer it clear of danger. Uh, if you fail to dodge it, you're just gonna, you're gonna be slowed down for this round. Okay. So that's the captain. Um, what do the three others of you do to help protect the boat from falling large rocks? Um, could I Eldritch Blast a rock? Sure. And try to blow it up? Also, how far away is the other captain from me? Not too far away. It's, it's I don't know, probably like a 50-foot wide stretch of river. So they within like 30 feet? Should I do an animal hand handling check first to see if I can avoid these rocks and then we can determine if, or is this, everybody has to do, make their choice in like a split second? Pretty quickly. And the, the, the way that I'm me mechanically doing this round is that the DC for your animal handling check will, will go down by one for each of their successes. Oh, I see. Okay. So it starts out at 16. Got it. To dodge, to dodge the rocks. And so if each of them succeed on whatever they're going to do to help you, it, it could be as low as 13. All right. I'll shoot a rock. Is animal handling what we're going to use for each of Casey's rolls? For any role that involves... So he, he's not always going to be like at the forefront like this. I'll tell you that. Because I think okay. I know what you're getting at. You're thinking about enhanced ability here. If it's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll try to give you an idea here. Yeah, he's only going to have to animal handle like a, two or three times. Okay. Whatever that does for you. So currently the race starts with both of you neck and neck. So I will shoot a rock, personally. Okay. I have another idea, but I will keep that up my sleeve for a moment. Spoiler alert, it had to do a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while, you guys, while you guys think about it, the rocks get closer to Ghost and Nib uh, bides her time. And as they get close enough, she casts Thunder Wave, which causes this huge thunderous force to sweep out from their boat and knock most of the rocks off course. Uh, so Bazella's going to uh, charm person Rash. No, all right. right. He's, he'd probably do the same thing I was going to do. <laughs> do it. So he has to make a wisdom saving throw. I think he would be con considered a hostile combatant right now, right? So then he makes it an advantage. Is that fair? I feel like that's probably that's probably yes. fair. It says it says fighting uh, in the words of the spell, but I, I agree with the intent of giving an advantage. Yep, would resist it. I think right. he would resist it. Yeah, I think that's what they're he's, getting at. He's certainly yeah. going to resist it. Okay, he rolled a he rolled a seventeen. Uh, I think that's going to pass with that's with advantage. Otherwise. Yeah, he passes. Okay. Uh, so then I am going to give uh, inspiration to Quill. Very nice. So I can reroll. Uh, not inspiration, Bardic inspiration. So you'll you'll get a D8. You can add a D8. Uh, but you can wait. You can wait until after you roll. Since our okay. DM has very pleasantly given us the DC, which. Mm -hmm. We probably shouldn't get to know, but now we do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the problem. Like, I think it's fun for everybody if, if I give you a DC ahead of time, because then, like, you yeah. know that it's not fudged, you know? Yep. Like, when it, like when I said it was 10 and Sam, like, yep. 
barely got the 11, which is cool. Instead of being like, oh, that's enough. Right, um, right. But, but it does, does, it doesn't play well with Bardic. Right. <laughs> so anyway, that's okay. Sorry. I can just make it less obvious next time too. If that'd be more it's, fun. It's not going to happen that often. So it's, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. So I'm not playing against you guys yet. Yeah. Rash uh, shrugs that shrugs that off and he kind of casts a sideways glance at the Zell. All right. He's like, all right, it's going to be like that then, huh? Y'all are playing a little dirty. I like that. I, I, I get it. You guys have fit, fit in well with the, with the team of uh, Neptune's Kiss. That's a real, real bunch of assholes on that boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, since Nib actually knocked most of the rocks out of the way, I think I am going to go with the cast suggestion on him. Um, okay. So he, he's going to have to roll another uh, wisdom saving throw. Okay. And I don't think he gets advantage for this because it's not charm person. This is a, str- a stronger spell than... Uh... Just to clarify, are we each having one turn? Yeah. So each round of combat is going to have some weird thing happen, like like the falling rocks. Yep. And you all just get to act. You each act once as part of a group initiative. Right. To tackle the, to tackle the problem. We had Bazell that did... Uh... She tried to charm him. Tried to charm and then get and then did bardic inspiration as a bonus action. Correct. Correct. Okay. So we're just all going through and shouting out what we would do. Yeah, you don't have to. I I figured it would be better than having you guys each have an initiative turn. Sure. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'll be silent until it's time for me to roll. Time for you to roll. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. I just wanted to. I was. I was just asking. Yeah. yeah, this will be Rick. I just want to like, if you're gonna tell him to like stop his boat. No, I'm not. I would consider. That I feel like a, that would like a harmful act. That this yeah, yeah. says okay, okay. Not not cool. trying to. Um, I think that would also break. break it would break the race. I'm not trying to break <laughs> the race. I got it. But I am I trying it. to give us a noticeable advantage. So this time he rolled uh, a 13 plus three, so he got a 16. Oh, he pass. All right, I don't actually think anything happens if he passes. I think he just disregards your... uh... My suggestion. Yep. So I was going to tell him to slow down, like, like, be like, oh, crap, the rocks, you should slow down. Ah. (laughs) He thinks about it for a second. He's like, ah, that's, you know, that's that's a good thought, Rick, but I think I'm going to keep going fast. As he passes his check. I don't, I don't think I... Uh, Rick and Bobby! No, no, no <laughs> bonus actions coming from Rick, so he's done. Yep. Theron is the last. So so if I do shield, could that kind of just protect our whole boat? I think that that would, without fail, will yeah. DC. Whereas you casting a spell, you might not hit it. Yeah. It, okay. it, has, it has an armor class like, like everything else. So. Okay. All right. Well, I could try the shield. I wrote this leg, and I was like, oh, man, he's going to use shield. He's finally going to get to use shield. <laughs> That's going to be epic. Yeah, so that that you uh, form a shield shape around the boat and it absorbs the impact of the largest rock that was going to hit the hit the boat. So Quill, um, I believe your DC is a 15 instead of a 16, and it's actually the cool. same for Rash. God, wow, uh, this is bad. I don't think I can do it. I'd have to get an eight. Okay, he rolled. He failed. So. His boat's going to get hit by one of the rocks that got through the thunder wave. All right. I used my bardic inspiration and I failed. I got a 13. Okay. 
close. You got you you make it like to the end of this of this leg, and the last one close Damn. back end of your boat. Uh, so you're both slowed by 20 feet, but you're both even still. So it doesn't really matter because they also failed. All right, the next obstacle that you come up on, uh, suddenly it looks like the river just drops out coming up ahead of you and the boat goes careening off a waterfall. Um, so you're in midair and in a few seconds, the boat's going to crash into the water and it's going to take on some, it's going to take on some water when it crashes, which would slow you down. So what do you guys do to try to help? Featherfall. Okay. Ooh. Uh, and then I'll, I will uh, rebardic. Uh, no. Uh, I'll just yell to the group, I'm going to Featherfall. Let me know what you're doing. I'll see who needs a bardic. <laughs> what, what are you using Featherfall? You're using it on the boat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You, you can use it on objects. That, that's cool. Let's just say you can. Uh, it, says, it, said, it does say creature. Um, but then I would run to the back of the boat. I'd use my movement speed to run to the back of the boat, cast Featherfall on myself, and then use myself Featherfalling to hold the boat up in order to okay. Featherfall the boat. Can't you Featherfall like four different people? Yeah, five. You can do five? Yeah. I think that's a funny way to make that spell actually make sense in this situation. So all right, cool. So the five just, of us run to the back of the boat, and we... You'll start floating, and you hang on to the boat. Can I... Are we still at the top or like right before the waterfall? I guess at the top. I'm saying you're, it's happening right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna aim at the top of the water. Wait, where's uh? Are we? We're neck and neck with the guy. You guys are neck and neck. Yep. If I were to make something, I don't know if this will work. I'm gonna wait. I have nothing to do to help us otherwise. So Rick's just gonna go to the back and scream. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Nib casts uh, Entangle. She makes some vines, magical vines, sprout from the cliffside. They grab onto the boat and slow, slow its fall a little bit for ghosts. Rash obviously was prepared for this, and he throws an anchor at the waterfall, the rock wall. But he has to make a check for that, an athletics check. So a 9 plus 3 is not going to do it. So that effort fails. So all they have is Entangle. What else is going on in your guys' boat? Um, His little trainee tried to anchor as well and also failed. The corpses all fly out of the boat. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was going to ask about the corpses. Um, how how many corpses are in our boat, too? Uh, you put all three of them in ghosts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Which which limits his, uh, his team to three. So you guys are kind of on a four, four versus three right now. It's romantic over there. Yeah, it's really nice. Mazel <laughs> tried to set her up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. So, the with the feather fall, I also have um the monk reaction slow fall. Okay. So with the combination of a monk slow fall and a feather fall, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna use acrobatics to get underneath the boat. Okay. And and basically try to use that okay. like. Like to Hold it up. lift it up to to slow <laughs> the momentum sure. from beneath it. So you to acro check. Yeah, yeah, and that's a sixteen. Yeah, okay. As I like climb underneath, essentially climb while while in the air, I climb underneath the boat. Okay. Um, Featherfall is great. I think that strength checks are probably in order. 
for Bazell and Rick to try to hold the boat up as it's falling. She'll give her bardic to Rick here. Okay. Sorry, uh, you said a what check? Uh, well, let's let's say athletics. I said strength, but we'll say athletics is a little. I was like, oh gosh, yeah, that's still the same thing for me. And a D eight for a bardic. Yes, fourteen for Bazal. That passes. Well, I got a I got a nine total. Okay, not quite strong enough from Rick, but so far we have two successes, um, and the other boat only has one success. What is is Theron doing anything? Any ideas? I might be like trying to put the rat's mouth against the hole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to try to use uh to try to activate his fire breath. Get the yeah. NOS ready. Get the NOS ready. <laughs> that's that's what it's that's what it's there for. Mm. I mean, it's a it's it's on a recharge. It's on a one d six uh recharge. If you roll a six on it at the start of each round, you get it back. Oh, okay. Can so if, if, well, he he start he starts with it. He, the NAS is active right now. So if oh, yeah, okay. if you he, he's well trained. If you pet him and put his mouth at the hole, he'll do it. I'm, I'm gonna do that. Okay, sweet. So <laughs> you guys are like holding on and floating, and you got like Atlas underneath it, <laughs> holding it up, and then suddenly the afterburners engage. Okay. <laughs> You get a little bit of forward momentum with that, and that's enough. That's enough to soften your landing enough. So you guys aren't going to aren't going to take any penalty here. Ooh. Actually, nope. A five because because yeah, that was three successes, right? Yeah. So a five foot, just a little bit of water comes onto the boat, which will slow you down by five feet per round. You guys are currently at forty-five. Uh, they failed twice, so they took on ten feet of water. All right, it's going to be some math. Right now, it's easy. You guys are ahead by five feet at the end of that round. That water, at, during any round, one of you can shuffle it out okay. as, as your action. Um, the next uh, stretch of water here, there are lizard folk that are like banked out on the edges of the water, and they just start hucking spears at you guys. <laughs> um, so four spears come Fuck flying. lizards. <laughs> These guys. Four spears. <laughs> Flying, they come running out of caves uh, and <laughs> huck these spears at you. Um, bitches. So if two of these hit, <laughs> if two of these hit your boat, you'll take you'll take permanent hull damage. That will slow the boat down by ten feet. So a big deal here to try not to get hit twice. Can you guys do anything? Yeah. So oh, okay. I know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I think um, I too. All right. So these. So there's a bunch of um, missiles being thrown from the shore, and they're all on one side of the shore. They're yeah, there's four on one side and four on the other. Conveniently, it's crazy how it worked out like that. <laughs> okay. So four four of them huck steers at you guys, and four hucking that ghost. I'm gonna literally jump off the boat. Okay. I'm gonna use step of the wind which is a key before I do this, I should ask, what does this scenery look like? Like I'm imagining that there's trees and like shit all, all along this, like somewhat yeah. narrow river. 
I think what I said, and I'll just stick with it, was that there are, this is like a rock side canyons with cliffs carved out, or caves carved out on. Okay. So they just emer I, emerge from these caves and start throwing spears. Okay. <laughs> and, and so how far, how far is the shore that these dudes um, are throwing stuff? They can throw yeah. javelins up to 120 feet. We'll say they're 60 feet. Okay, 60 feet. Is that them on the map? That's what a lizard folk looks like, yeah. Dude, All right. <laughs> and so the, they're probably the nearest. That They're on the shore that's nearest to us, so there's not really any like crags that are nearer than that. They kind of just came running out of the caves to the edge of the shore. Okay. They're, they're, trying to, like, they're trying to break your boat so they can come out and kill you. All right. Well, either way, I'm still gonna jump into the river and r remind me jump distance. You have to move at least ten feet before jumping. Let's make okay. So you <laughs> cover a number of feet up to your strength score if you move ten feet. Otherwise, half that. Okay. But I have step of the wind, which allows my jump distance to be doubled. Okay. I'm going to go to one end of the boat to the other. I'm assuming that's 10 feet. I'm going to then, I'm using step of the wind and I'm going to jump sure. off the boat towards these incoming spears. Okay. And I'm going to do a, to try to catch them, to use okay. my deflect missiles. Okay. In the air as they're coming at me. Can't you just do that if they're headed towards you anyway? You can. Uh, what, what are you trying to do with the extra jump? I guess that's my question. I'm trying to get between the missiles and myself to like stop them and to catch them because okay. I don't want them to come. Like I want to get out ahead of this so that I can stop them. Okay. So you have two hands. Um, yep. So you can potentially stop two missiles by doing this. It says you make a roll for a deflect. Uh, well, deflect missiles is. Reaction to deflect or catch a missile when hit by a ranged attack. So I'm essentially trying to, trying to I'm jumping to make as big of a area as I can to try to be hit by these. Okay. And I'm my hope is that I can be hit by two or three of these. I mean, as many of them as possible is my goal. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. What do you guys think? Should we do an ac acrobatics for that? To see like how well you can position yourself. Acrobatics seems reasonable to me. Okay, let's do that. Because I, I mean, in a, in a way, I wanted to try to catch them, but I, I don't think that that really works with the deflect missiles. That's the, the. I think the spirit is the same, but it's not really how the it's supposed to work. So I'll do an acrobatics chest check to try to be hit by as many of these as possible. Okay. And that is a twenty-two. Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna say if you put yourself in the in the path of three of them, just like pin cushion. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let all three of them hit me. Okay. I'm gonna let all three of them hit me. So just roll damage on them. So one of them is four damage, one of them is three damage, and one of them is five damage. All right. So this says re reaction to deflect or catch a missile. Um, I'm sorry that this is taking as long as it is. I'm, this is what is not intended. Um, I think it'll pay off if it. So the the reading of this, starting at third level, you can use your reaction to deflect or catch the missile when you are hit by a ranged weapon attack. When you do so, the damage you take from the attack is reduced by one d ten, 
plus your dexterity modifier, plus your monk level. If you reduce the damage to zero, you can catch the missile if it is small enough to hold for you to hold in one hand, and you have to have at least one hand free. If you catch a missile in this way, you can spend one key point to make a range attack with the weapon or piece of ammunition you caught as part of the same reaction. You may make this attack with proficiency regardless of your weapon proficiencies, and the missile counts as a monk weapon for the attack. So I think I can only do it with one. Yeah, maybe the one that was going to do the most damage. Right. But then my intent was to hit what the one of the other ones that was hitting me into the water with my reaction. Okay. That'll just, just depend on an attack roll. Right. And so uh so four plus five nine plus five fourteen damage is reduced. Okay. So all of them, I ba- I reduced the one that hit me for the most damage, which I think was five. Yeah. I catch that. I then, in the air, because it's a spear, I do a weapon attack, just like a, I like rotate in the air and hit one of the other spears. Uh, try to hit it just out of the air. Okay. And make a make a melee attack. That is a 12. Okay. Um, I, I don't think that would hit. Okay. So I get hit flying by those two spears. Okay. So you, you, I think you only take like four damage, right? Yep. What do you do? You're in the water now. What's, what are you doing? Uh, you're, you're so I, I know. <laughs> out of the frying pan and into the fire. We'll, yeah, let you, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll let you work on that while the other guys. Yeah. So there's still one spear that's headed towards the boat. Does one spear matter or no? It, it doesn't. You, it was if you got hit by two. Ooh. All right, I'm going to try and dome piece then one of the, uh, one of the baddies, one of okay. the lizard folk. All right, I like that. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to shoot an Eldritch Blast at them. That's 10 plus 7, 17 to hit. That hits. Alright, damage-wise, 7 plus 4, 11 damage. Okay. Yeah, he tries to block it with his shield, but it just, like, pounds into his shield and pushes him back into the into the cave that he came out of. He's <laughs> behind those, like, two black tracks on the ground. <laughs> like, <"Wah!"> okay. <laughs> uh, anybody else want to do anything? I was going to um, try to take the extra water out of the boat. Oh, good call. Yeah. You can just do that as your action. So your speed will go back to, back up to 50. I'll use my rainbow rapier to color spray the other boat. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I got to roll 60-10 uh, here. Uh, starting with the creature with the lowest current hit points. Each creature is affected by the spell is blinded until the spell ends. And it's 26. Okay. Either of them have less than 26 hit points? Uh, the trainee does in the back of their boat. Yes. Okay, so then he is blind, or she is blinded. Okay. For one round. Okay. 
Uh, he was going to try to scoop water out, so now he can't do that. Uh, cool. Nailed him. Oh my god, my eyes! What the hell, Rash? These guys suck. <laughs> Nib uh, winks at Bazel and leans over the boat and casts Barkskin on it to raise its AC to 16. And I'll roll the attacks. A 3, a 1, a 10, and a 13. Uh, with an AC of 16, only one of those hits. Three others cl like clang off the, the dense wood. And Rash is uh, very impressed. Rash is going to get one serving of water out, but they still have one more on board. So they're slower than you guys by five right now. Is that everybody? Do I roll a D6 for the brat? You should, at the start of each round, yeah. So if, if you roll a six, you get it back. I will uh, bardic, Will. Have you already bardic this, this round? I did not oh. bardic this round. OK, cool. So, <clears throat> so my point of view was that I was in the air. So I jumped. I ran 10 feet, and then I yep. jumped. And then I made one attack. You made a reaction. I made a reaction. Which allowed you to use that attack. Right. But I didn't make so I so I didn't make an actual attack and I still have movement. I think you have movement. And my action. You, you have an action. I do think that um, jumping costs movement. It says here. It does. Each foot you clear on the jump costs a foot of movement. So so you, you use didn't you say like 30 or something? 35? I forget what you said. I have 35. I jumped outward 10. I did step of the wind, which allowed for a jump. Okay. So you, and then you pretty the much moved. You pretty much used one, one round of movement, I think, with all that. Right. Right. Away. But so I have, by doing action. step of the wind, I also dash as a bonus action, so I have actually 70 feet of movement now. Okay. So I think I use like my one, but I don't have, I didn't use all of it. So anyway, um, I've got thieves tools. I think that includes rope. Is that right? You guys all probably have rope. The Dungeoneer's pack has 50 feet of rope, as does the Explorer's pack. So regardless of what you picked for your monk, you would have 50 feet of hemp and rope. Okay, well, sorry about this. Um, all right, so I still have like 35 movement. Swimming is like climbing where it takes Half. two movement for every one. Okay. And essentially, as I fall, after I make this like, after I do this, I'm going to take some, some rope and I'm going to try to throw it back to the to the um into the boat as okay. my action yeah okay so and i don't know how you would treat that if that would be if that would be a sleight of hand sleight of hand is fine yep okay and that is a 16 cool that's that's solid i think you can you can toss one end right. of the rope into the boat and hang on to the other end and then i'm going to get as close back to the boat as i could so i assume i'm going to be approximately 12 feet away from the boat because okay. because i'm i went i went my distance like 35 feet approximately out and then i got back about half that 
Okay. But the rope, but then the rope's in there, so I'm basically being drugged by the. Is someone going to grab that rope? Yeah. Is someone able, able to do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. So, someone's going to want to grab. Do that. Yeah, that's going to tie this up. It's going to tie up one of your hands until he gets back into the boat, but you can hang on. This is it. very much one of those jump without thinking moves. <laughs> I but. think we, I think we rules layered our way, our way back to get you close enough to the yeah. boat. Yeah. Uh, so you guys, okay. So now, so you guys were five ahead at the start of that. At the end of all this, you still have five foot of extra speed on them. So now you're 10 feet ahead. Starting to pull away. Uh-huh. All right. What's next? I yelled, I yell, uh, Eat our dirt, slow pokes. <laughs> Rash is like, man, they don't make no sense. We're in the water. Shoot. <laughs> Trying to make him stop and think about it for a minute. Uh, the next thing that happens is a frost beaks. This is the first time you guys have seen frost beaks, I think. Oh. Um, so Rash huge. must have rustic hospitality. <clears throat> he, actually, he actually is a monk. He's a drunken, drunken style. Oh. Monk. Um, Man, I knew I liked him, but not really, because <laughs> he's, he's after my girl. <laughs> yeah, that's Nadal's fault. You thank her for that. Yeah. Uh, Anything I need to do to win. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, a pair of frost beaks uh, peek out from over the cliff. Um, they have a couple of women riding on their backs, and they're pretty far ahead of the boats in this section. They come down and they're both like cackling, laughing at you guys as they strafe the river in front of you with frost breath. And it forms like a sheet of ice in front of the boats as, as you're going. They keep laughing and they peel off into the sky. Um, so these huge, like kind of dragon-like blue scale hawks. So how do you get through how do you get through that on a boat? What's the move here? Uh Bazella suggests to either Bill or uh Theron, who now has a an in with our fire breathing rat to breathe fire on the ice to melt it in front of us. So instead of having the rat shoot behind us, have him shoot in front of us. Do you guys have did that come back? Mm, I haven't rolled for this round yet. Yeah, go for it. It is it has not come back yet. Because okay. you have to get roll a six. It's a roll six, yep. Yeah. So the rat looks at you and is like <laughs> <laughs> good good thought though um do we have any like are we a above this sheet of ice at all like can i look down on it or is it like far enough in advance i only like it's kind of like a bad angle you can look down on it from your standing height it's it's on the surface of the of the water as you approach it and how how big is this sheet uh, i'll say it's like 20 feet long I don't have any fire spells. Um, I will try and break the ice by casting Eldridge Blast at it. Okay. I'm going to so say gonna try and like shoot in the middle. Yep. I'll say the AC is pretty high. We'll, we'll give it a we'll give it a 15. <clears throat> Giving it a whirl here. <laughs> 16 plus seven. Ooh. 23. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to say that, that that blasts about. Um, actually, roll roll a just roll your damage. Uh, six plus four ten. Okay, so you get 10 feet of ice cleared out. That's bringing in the other boat, gets the rest of the water out of there, so they're both, you both are at 50 speed again for now. I'd probably try to cast Scorching Ray at the ice. Sweet. Yep. So that's, uh, you get multiple rays, right? Three rays of fire 
Hurl them at targets within range or at one target or several. Cool. Yep. It's a roll to hit. AC is 15. Ah, oh, motherfucker. Well, you get three attacks, I think, right? Oh, do I? With Scorching Ray? I think so. Okay. Okay. So the first one was nine, so no. Next one was 21. Okay, that hits. Do you want, like, damage or no? Yeah, I do. There's 10, 10 oh. more feet left to, to blast through. Okay. So you get on array 2d6, so that would be 5 plus 2 is 7. That deals 14 fire damage because you're going to double. Hey. So that is enough to blast you guys through. Okay. To carve out a path. That was a pretty good spell to have. Um, do you want to do anything else with that third ray? Uh, there's no more ice left. Not in front of you, no. App rash. Wait, what? <laughs> fucking kill him. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to do that. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure I guess not. Just asking. Yeah, I, I don't know what you would do. Throw it up into the sky for fun. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm going to see if either of the Frostbeak people notice that you did that. Perception checks. Over their over their back as they look back. That one got one got a nat too. Oh, if they want to come back, I'll snipe them. Uh, one of them looks back and clocks how quickly you how quickly Theron made work of that little prank they pulled, and they're impressed with him. Oh, I'm gonna write that down so that I remember. So those are members of the Cougar Rock Enclave. While we wait for the other guys, Nib Nib is gonna cast. Couple like of cougars uh, from Cougar Rock, am I right? Yeah. Nib is gonna cast Produce Flame. She has like a lot of really good spells for this. Uh, <clears throat> she got a nat eighteen, so that's gonna hit. Silvery barbs. Oh shit! What is that? So she has to reroll that attack. Okay. Uh. And then I get to give advantage to uh, a different creature and grant them advantage on their next attack roll ability check. And so I will give that to Quill. So she re-rolls. Oh, not kidding. She got a nat 17 that time. You guys can see my rolls, right? Yeah. So 17 plus 4, 21 hits. She looks at you like, what the hell? I thought we were thought you were trying to hook me up, Bazell. Uh, uh so I, I would like to go on. I keep forgetting to tell you the canon is uh, that for Vizelle, the spell is actually the thorn on the rose uh, instead of silvery barbs. And she just stands there and looks pretty is how she casts it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> nice. Um, she rolled high in her damage. That's actually enough to melt the ice in front of them as well. Um, Anything else you guys want to do this round? Uh, Bazel is going to cast a hypnotic pattern on their boat. Okay. Uh, so so I'll need to make, make wisdom saves. Okay. Um, what's your DC? It is. Just rolling like a chip. 15. So. Nib passes with a nat 17. Rash rolled a 10, so he fails. 
and the trainee rolled a, 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 a five. So rations, what happens to them? Ration the trainee. Uh, on a failed save, the creature becomes charmed for the duration. While charmed, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. Okay. How long does this last? Uh, one minute. Okay. And incapacitated means they can't take actions or reactions. So I guess that means for the rest of the race, if it lasts for a minute, or damn near the rest of the race. Is that a concentration spell? It is a concentration spell. And is the idea that they have to be underneath this pattern? Because uh, they might no, because the pattern travel. appears, the pattern appears for a moment and vanishes. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So the trainee and Rash are both incapacitated for a minute. Um, their boat, uh, without him, I'll, I'll say he's a little bit stunned by that, and the boat takes takes some damage as it kind of. There's a path through the ice, but it kind of careens off of the ice a little bit. And that, that just slows them down by uh, by 10 for that round. So you guys are now up by 20, 20 feet. Oh. All right. Just to clarify, Nate, you said that I had advantage on what? So Silvery Barbs would give you advantage on your next attack roll, ability check. Uh, or save for the next uh, minute. Got it. The next part is um, essentially difficult terrain that you're going through. Um, so you just you hit a patch of really rough rapids with lots of rocks jetting up. Um, <clears throat> so this will have your movement speed. And I can give you some movement speed back if you guys have any ideas for steering through the rapids a little better. I guess I'll just try... Uh, animal handling. Okay, just to uh, pilot it, yeah. Yeah, um, but I'll take advantage on the check. From? From the silvery barbs. Nice, okay. Rose on the thorn. Thorn on the rose. <laughs> thorn on the rose, yeah. So that was an 18 plus 2, a dirty that'll, 20. That'll do it. <clears throat> I'll say you get... For, for this turn, you start out at 25 movement. I'm going to give you 10 back for that successful check because it was pretty solid. As you guys are working on this, you see that Ghost, the ship, the way that it's um, designed, it's sleek and it has these kind of ridged bumpers on the edges of it. Uh, it just kind of like flies through the rapids. If it hits a rock, it just kind of like deflects off of it and doesn't lose speed. So this boat was built for this section in particular. So it's going to move 50 feet on this part, unless you guys can do something to him. Um, is the fire breath back? It is not. Ah, okay. Rats. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Everybody takes 1d4 psychic damage for that. <laughs> yeah. Dungeons and daddies. Dungeons and daddies. Uh, so right now, they're going to move 50 feet as it stands. You guys are going to move 35 instead of 25. You got, got anything else? Um, I'm going to attempt to slow them down, and I'm going to cast, like, to make the driver uncomfortable, and I'm going to cast Darkness. Um, okay. That's 60 feet of range. I'm hoping we're still within 60 feet. Yeah, you are. You I guys are so. on, yeah. you're, tw you're 20 feet ahead of them right now. Okay. Um, so 
I'm going to point right at Rash's head. And from the point that you choose, uh, within that range, a 15-foot radius sphere of darkness spreads around all corners and creatures that don't have dark vision. Oh, even creatures with dark vision can't see through this. And okay. non-magical light cannot illuminate it. Basically, I'm trying to make him slow down to like be careful because now he can't see where he's going. Okay. Yeah. Um, does he make a save or anything? This just this just happens. This just happens. All right. And loses okay. my last slot. Since I since I gave you guys ten feet on the success, I'll have them deduct ten feet. So now they're only going to move forty instead of fifty. As he has to slow down a little bit to navigate. Oh, it's a use spell. I can just use it. Ha <laughs> That's even better. All right. I still have one spell slot. Oh, that's cool. That's part of your like fey ancestry. I guess. That's cool. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of listening to D and D Beyond at this point because I I like clicked sure. my last slot and I could still use it. So then I just clicked use and then now it's unhighlighted. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you get you get some of your spells from that. Yeah. Cool. Um, if that's that round. You guys are only going to lose five feet of your lead. So they pull ahead. They, they pull back into a little bit. So now you're only 15 feet ahead. The last obstacle that happens here is you're sort of emerging into the mouth of the river at the base. Um, a bunch of like river beast tendrils just come out of the water. They're like these shadowy tendrils that wrap themselves around each boat. So they're kind of holding you guys in place. What do you do? Oh, yeah. Got to recharge on the. Sweet, nice. Oh, so two, so there's two tentacle, two thick shadowy tentacles that are wrapped around each front and back of each boat right now, that are holding you guys down. Bazel's just gonna hack at one with her cool. fucking rapier. Yeah, I like that. Uh, any weapon attack? Yeah, why not? It's got an AC of ten. Eleven. Again. Yeah. Yeah, roll your damage. Whoa. Eight. So 16 slashing damage. Slashing is, they seem to be vulnerable to that. Classic tentacle logic. (laughs) Of Uh, course they are. Yep. (laughs) Um, Rash is shouting at, I think think he still can't take actions. So he's shouting at uh, Nib um, to slash at it. So she casts Shillelagh, it's going to just be her quarterstaff, though. She's like, that's all I got. So she hits with a 9 plus whatever. 1d8 plus 2 damage. 10 damage. So she actually knocks one out. They have 10 hit points. So there's one left on each boat. I'll do, I'll do Scorching Ray at, at the one on our boat. Okay. Attack roll. 14. That uh, hits. Okay. So 3 fire damage. Okay. And then uh, I have to do another attack, right? You get two more, I think, right? Yeah. 13 to hit? Uh, still hits, yep. Okay. 11 damage. All right, damage? Okay, you finish that one off as it shrivels up and falls back into the water. So you guys are now free to move. And that is the end of the race. That's the last obstacle. Oh, Captain, my captain. <laughs> you guys are ahead by 15 at the end there, and then you're going to just kind of pull out there as they're stuck for one more round. Um, and then they kind of finish up hacking at it. We're at the base of the river now. And after a minute, it subsides on hypnotic pattern. Rash kind of hops out. 
he points at Bazell. He's like, boy, I've seen some folks play dirty. That was, that was something else. <laughs> what right. are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I guess a uh, bargain's a bargain. You guys want to take a look at what I got? And he jealously eyes the necklace of fireballs. Um, and you look in, you look in his uh, satchel. He's got everything. So this is going to serve two purposes for you guys. You're going to learn the rest of the ingredients. Nice. Woo! Oh, cool. So the ones you didn't know were ooze, fine the wood, ooze. insect eggs. There's another, I think that's another Skyrim pole, maybe. Animal silk, tusk, moats of earth and moats of water, giant's toe, the fiend's heart, dragon scale, and the monstrous tongue. Yeah, what can I say? I'm kind of a collector. I got got a little bit of everything. That's not weird. <laughs> so if you guys want, I don't know, it's up to you. If you want to outside of game time or if you want to do it now, if you want to pick what, you're getting 10 items, right? That was part of the wager. Yeah. <clears throat> well, since Sam's stuff was on the line, I think he should if he can craft, get something to craft, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do you, uh, do you guys all hold up the... Does Alex uh, talks to Theron and asks him if he might be willing to part with that necklace anyway? Well, I don't know well, how attached... Theron, I don't know how attached you are to that necklace. Um, I think having some friends might be worth it. Maybe... See if he'll just trade you for 15 instead of taking 10 or something like that. I don't know if that's cool with you, but, you know, he was kind of eyeing that necklace pretty hard. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, I guess I, well, uh, as Bazell says this, the realization that um, it's going to be a fight between fire and ice in the two warring nations dawns on her. And that a fireball necklace in the hands of the fire team against the ice team might be like some weapons of mass destruction shit. <laughs> and like, maybe that's not such a cool idea. Uh, and she has regrets. Nope. But, no pun intended. But no. fuck it. She's like, whatever. Whatever you want to do. I don't fucking know, man. I got a rash. <laughs> I, I got a rash, man. Rash just looks at you and he's like, you know, honestly, I just kind of wanted it for that one stretch of river. With the, they're always they're always flying over and fucking around with us with the their stupid birds. Yeah, dude, I hate the fucking eagles. <laughs> Get out of my boat. <laughs> I I had to do the pull from the the cab ride. The it's so good. Line from yeah. the, big, the Big Lebowski cab ride. That is a that's a deep that's a deep pull. <laughs> so fucking good. Because I think that's where he says the rash. Yeah, I got a rash. Yeah, yeah, I got a rash, man. <laughs> so, all right. Um, we could we could pick stuff offline too. Because mm. I I don't really have things in mind right now. But it yeah, would be this, cool. This might be a good if you want to actually do some shopping on, on downtime. You, you guys could talk about it because you could rush and pick ten things now, or you could think about it and metagame a little harder. 
I'm going to forgo any claim to like any of these ingredients. Um, I would just advocate that if we're not going to make something that we should try to like uncover their, their purpose. We have a lot of knowledge about jewel craft, which I would be a proponent of because of my interests, but. Zell is a huge proponent of jewel craft. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm good uh, with, you know, somebody else making this, that decision. And I, I agree. I think it should be Theron because Theron's shit was on the, on the line. So you can make that decision offline. Sounds good. Cool. So we call, we call on it. I guess it is almost 11, 20 minutes till. Yeah. It's up to you guys. He would, uh, I think the, the next thing is he was just going to guide you guys to Whitehaven. Um, mm. Just to see the, just to see the town. I might as well here. I'll show you that map just to give you guys an idea of like what uh, things to think about. So it takes you into Whitehaven. Um, you see um, at the outside of the city walls, there's just like it's just like littered with with uh, bad monster corpses. People are just like cleaning up. Like there was a, like there was. It seems like there's frequent attacks on the town, but they're, but they're fending it off decently well. There's just like people out there, guards out there, are just like hey, you know, chopping off heads. Of monsters as they're on the ground dying, just like a, another day, another day at Whitehaven. Here is the map. Can you see that? There, there it go. is. Yeah, so he takes you around town. <clears throat> it's like evening oh, by the yeah. time you get there. Um, outside, you see uh, there's the blazer ruts to the northwest of town, uh, so you can see them kind of out there playing with with their owners, like shooting fire around for fun. <clears throat> the first thing you see on the way in into town to your left is the iron stacks, and that's literally just an, an outdoor gym. People are like just doing reps, um, just like lifting <laughs> lifting plates over there outside, just like just like bro broing out because this town is like really in, into fitness, athleticism, doing well on the swampathon. Uh, going clockwise, um, E, um, you see there's a sign out front. It just says rice, and it's written in like very like. It's all like lowercase, you know, like kind of, <laughs> kind of avant-garde, I guess. Uh, he explains that that's a there's a chef there, like an up-and-coming chef. Her, she's a halfling named Kiku, and she is trying to get sushi going because the main um, farming crop is rice that you guys that we decided. So she had the idea that if she could get some fish from the swamp, she could do some sushi. So that's a sushi place. The five buildings next to each other at Mark D on the map uh, is the Penthouse 15. Um, so three, th there, there's five buildings, and like each one is a little bit nicer than the next. So you imagine he explains that the, you know, winners one through three live in the number the number one penthouse for for the six months that they're in charge. So it's kind of where the council of leaders live. Heading down uh, southeast is um, a little store called the Admin Sundry. It's run by a, a gnome. Um, who's into like clockwork artificery and that is just a place where um, you can like trade and barter crafting ingredients of all sorts and kinds so if you have a lot of something you could go in there and trade it for something else chester's is a bar it's run by an old curmudgeon named uh, chester nuttington <laughs> f is mama's mama's hearth mama's a gregarious female dwarf um, they specialize in mushroom risotto that's kind of what they're known for 
Um, yeah, and then because you know there's mushrooms and rice. Uh, the Ash Fort, um, you'll recall Aiden Asher was a scientist. <laughs> who died. Um, and that's, that's, that's all there is to know about that name. <laughs> uh, so those are like his like scientist followers. They, they've they uh, sort of taken up a, not really a castle, it's like a scientific keep where they're doing research. Um, so that, that kind of stands out in contrast to the kind of the jock society that's elsewhere in Whitehaven. Um, that's called the Ash Fort. So uh, Quill is very interested in uh, this rice. So what was the name of the chef? Her first name is Kiku. Her last name is Mizu. So just to cl clarify, um, we're getting all this information from Rash, right? Yeah, he's like t he's taking you around town. And all right, so. Rash, just yeah. out of curiosity, there's a lot of like halflings around here. Is that? I mean, I mean, ever I've heard of a second halfling female, and I, I, I this is surprising to me. What's going on? Like, what? Do you know why <laughs> this is the case? Because I, I'm not, I'm not used to uh, halfling females in my in my life. In my life, you mean you've never like been with a one of your kind? I'm. I mean, I live. I grew up with like my family, but there was never like we were kind of like dwindling, and I left because you know there was not really a future there. Y'all had a biological so, problem. I see how this. Yeah, there was a biological yeah. problem. Yes. <clears throat> uh I mean, among other things, like I, it wasn't the place for me. That was clear, but I'm just like, you're a human, but there's all these halflings. Is there like a large ha halfling contingent here, or not so much? Really, we're all just kind of a mix, you know. Wow. Yep. This is this is amazing. Thanks. We we uh, this is kind of our new Wild. home. It was our second home, and I, most of us. Kind of consider it our our primary home now. We're pretty happy yeah. here, despite what goes on outside the walls. Well, I'm looking forward to ha halfling uh, sushi and rice or whatever that what whatever they got going on over there. I haven't had a good meal from one of my kind for a long time. She will be very eager to hear you, from hear from you because, as you might imagine, she's having some trouble getting swamp sushi to take off. Um, I haven't tried it yet. I'm sure the macros are pretty good, lots of protein, but uh, boy, I'm sure it's good. All right, sorry, I just had to like get that in because it was uh, I was I wanted to clarify because I'm very interested in this rice. Cool. Yeah, place. Yeah, um, he would also direct you guys with the bodies. <clears throat> to probably take those to the ash fort and we, we we can we can do that next time okay um, sweet the penthouse is he kind of explains they're sort of the um social leaders um uh, but a lot of the tactical decision making no not a lot not all of it but a lot of stuff kind of takes place at the ash fort too people trust them they're scientists sweet 